Where did the road go? Off-road edition. Welcome to this short edition of Where Did the Road Go? And uh, someone recommended I call these Off the Road. And I, and I think I kind of like that. Off the Road episodes. These short little blurbs. Sounds good to me. Huh? Sounds good to me. And I'm here with uh, Super Inframan and AP Strange. And uh, we were just talking about this before we were about to record, so I figured this might be a good thing to, to talk about real briefly um, in one of these. And this is uh, AI-created art. Yeah, and uh, I had ran this by AP on Twitter. Uh, there's a, an account called Super Composite, and uh, I think uh, AP can explain a little bit of this better than I can, but it's the same face that keeps coming up. Uh, and, and, of course, a lot of the art has a very uncanny to horror macabre aspect to it too yeah um if you see the picture of the woman it's it's a woman's face that just keeps um reappearing <laughs> i guess in different different uh ai prompts that are being put into the machine hmm. Um, so he says, I discovered this woman who I call Loab. I'm going to pronounce it Loab because I don't know how it's pronounced, but L-O-A-B in April. And, um, he says her presence is persistent and she haunts every image she touches content warning. Take a seat. This is a true horror story and veers sharply macabre. So, uh, super composite has this whole thread. And, um, honestly, I don't know that I really understand the, uh, technical aspects of it. I have some friends that are that are very much into AI and um, particularly AI image generation now that seem excited about it or <laughs> creeped out by it. Cause it is kind of creepy. It's this woman's face that uh, um, was it's, generated it's supposed in to be, April and just keeps, it's supposed I'm to be sorry. a random generation, right? It is. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the, on the second tweet, the person talks about using negative prompts um, which is something that, you know, it's, I'm not smart enough to understand it, of course, but, uh, you know, kind of putting in the opposite of the image you're trying to get, or you put in something and you want something that's the reverse of it. And some of the examples that they use to get the image of the woman are really bizarre because it's like a logo that says, uh, you know, like from a, a business or something like that. Uh, but, this whole opposite end of it and all of these things that the lady she's got dark brown hair her cheeks are, are are like almost like wind burned raw and her eyes are set back or in some of them they're even like missing completely hmm. um and she's just there staring it, it is very very creepy that is creepy yeah he just he describes it as being like triangles of rosacea on her cheeks um, but her face just kind of like looks almost skeletal and, and puffed out at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it, it seems like he wanted to find, he, he directed the AI to give him the opposite of Marlon Brando. And it came up with this is, is one of the things he says on the thread. Um, but then he has a friend that, that said, uh, my friend made this image of a hyper compressed glass tunnel surrounded by angels dot, dot, dot in the style of Wes Anderson. And, uh, this was combined with the image of, of Loab and an image prompt. Uh, and, and I guess like this kind of went, <laughs> this image took on a life of its own, started appearing in other AI images. <laughs> or just um, like unconnected AIs. It doesn't um, say, I don't think. Right. I don't know. I find this all very perplexing, but <laughs> uh, 
says through some kind of emergent statistical accident something about this woman is adjacent to extremely gory and macabre imagery in the distribution of ai's world knowledge so i guess the ai like in a sense is still learning how to generate imagery from the prompts that's given and it's kind of building off of that knowledge so perhaps this this woman's face has now kind of become part of how ai is defining imagery so mm -hmm. she's just popping up everywhere but she's popping up close to anything that's uh gory or macabre so okay. <laughs> these pictures get worse and worse as you go down the thread yeah. um a lot of them are hidden they're like behind uh sensitive content warnings yeah so you <laughs> you have to actually have it show you but yeah. they're horrifying so so we, um, we uh saxon also mentioned um like your idea of a digital egregore yeah I mean, uh, it does seem like it might be some kind of emergent entity that's uh, <laughs> trying to trying to make itself known uh, as like uh, at least a ghost in the machine at this part at this point. Right. Um, you could be led to believe that very easily just by looking at these pictures. It, it's it's, uh, it's bizarre how consistent the imagery of her is uh, within all of this because you would, the variation is. And her face is not that much in some of them anyway, for most of them. But the the damage and everything else around her and on her face is where the variation is. It's I don't know. It you remember the uh the 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 meme that went around before we shared memes on the internet, which was the have you seen this man? And it's like a picture of a generic face in your dreams. No. Yeah, this man. Yes, you remember this that? man. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that in a way. Uh, it was like uh, thisman.com or thisman.org or yeah. something like that. Huh. There, was a, there was a website for it, and it's a hand-drawn image of a man's face that's just kind of off. Like that uncanny esque yeah. Right, and something about it isn't right. Like, the proportions are just wrong. And uh, it says, like, millions of people around the world have dreamed about this man, but nobody knows who he is. And, like, computers have tried to match his face to known faces that have been scanned and there isn't a person in the world that looks like this um i mean it's all it, it's kind of well-known bunkum nowadays it was just kind of like an internet myth <laughs> right <laughs> kind of right a, kind of one of the original creepypastas yeah but yeah. uh but it was something that always went around you know but yeah i see what you mean it has that kind of uh uh like recognizability to it yeah yeah so it's very weird and uh, like i say that's I don't know, you know, with the the AI stuff, you know, and, and as much as we talked about how algorithms assemble ideas and things like that, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm losing my point in my head as I'm talking about it because it's, it's so hard for me to understand. <laughs> but... Well, yeah, you can get carried away. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's what, what this is saying here is that uh, let's see if I can make sense of this. Since Loeb was discovered using negative weight prompts or negative prompt weights, her gestalt is made from a collection of traits that are equally far away from something, but her combined traits are still a cohesive concept for AI, and almost all descendant images contain a recognizable Loeb. So it's like what you were saying, where. Um, she has like he lists the features like the sunken eyes the rosacea cheeks the kind of weird mouth the dark hair and then as he goes down he tries to generate images of her w with 
some of these features removed and no matter what you do you still recognize her you know <laughs> like it still does look like her like one of these is um he makes her look like an old like an old statue generates her as an old statue here mm. um and it's still very much the loab you know yeah um so it just kind of exists whether is is the, <laughs> is the ai creating a tulpa maybe or I mean, it's telling us go, go ahead ab no no go ahead I was going to say, or it's pointing to one that already exists in a certain way, because what, what really fascinates me about this is, you know, the AI is drawing from, you know, something that's man-made, uh, you know, lots of things are man-made, obviously, uh, innumerable, but, you know, the fact that these characteristics are all recurring, it's, to me, it seems like, okay, this is something that at the very least is in the subconscious of our mind or, you know, in the popular zeitgeist or, or whatever, um, and if all of us are uh, contributing to this image and this is what comes up, like, you know, that that sounds like the uh, um, ingredients for a tulpa. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I think that there may be uh, something on the other other end of that, though. Uh, okay. I tend to think of, of, of when you're talking about inspiration and things being man-made, you have to wonder how many things actually are man-made. Oh, good uh, point. Yeah. <laughs> When you're talking about like art and creativity and music, I mean, especially music, the term music contains the word muse. Um, the whole idea being that something within the imaginal realm that exists outside of our phenomenal reality is trying to emerge within this realm and needs to um, basically use human beings as a medium to manifest, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that. So what? So like then technology may just be cutting out the middleman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, um, yeah. I think uh, you were on the show with us when uh, Chris was there too, and we were talking about like doing music and things like that, and and just all these different places we pu- pull inspiration from, and whatever we've tapped into. That's man, that is wild. But you have to wonder where you do. It's kind of like the old story. Um, you know, uh, Paul McCartney's uh, when he wrote yesterday. I guess just woke up with the song fully formed in his head. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> you know. But did he write it in his sleep or was it put there? Right, right. You know, <laughs> and, and there's Psyche a, Corporation did that too. She dreamed one of her songs. Yeah, there's innumerable examples of that where sometimes something is just, uh, I mean, I was thinking about that earlier today because it happened to me once where I just um, took a nap in the afternoon and woke up with just like a poem in my head. And I had to wonder if it was like a channeled message or something. You know, <laughs> but it was strong enough that I had to get up and scramble to the nearest piece of paper, which was just like junk mail on the table and scribble it down, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it, when, when something hits you like that, it's just, you have to wonder if maybe it existed outside of you and found its way in right? or, you know, or did it spring from your mind? Like Venus from Zeus, who knows? Like, <laughs> you know, Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I, and y'all have heard me talk about Jack Kirby a lot. You know, he did a comic book that led off with the face on Mars. Like, I want to say it was either a year. I'll have to go back and check. But it was right before we uh, had the satellite going around Mars photographing. And, you know, you ended up with a formation that looks like a face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one of those things that's, uh, I don't know, it's just so bizarre to me because it's not even, uh, it's hard to imagine someone coming up with that in isolation. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, yeah, but then you get into, is it precog or was it manifestation of something that wasn't going to otherwise be there? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, look, look at the, there's a moon of, uh, is it Jupiter or Saturn that looks just like, I think it's Saturn. It looks just like the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Uh, art imitating life and back again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to get back to the AI thing, um, I would recommend anybody listening to this, um, check out, there's a podcast called The Nonsense Bazaar. Uh, they did a they did an episode a while back th- that was written by AI. I think was the title. Oh, so wow. they allowed they allowed AI to generate uh, content for their podcast, which for if it if it was from a lesser a lesser podcast, it would have gotten really tedious really quick. But uh, <laughs> the hosts of that one, Willow and Sequoia, do a really good job of of keeping it entertaining. Um, so they allowed the AI to write what an interview would sound like if the two of them interviewed AI, right? So, <laughs> they, so they had like lines written for them by by the artificial intelligence. Uh, I don't know what which app they used, but it ends up being this like crazy conversation. And at one at one point, one of the hosts just ends up r- repeating the words "the government" over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> the AI just got stuck in a loop and she was acting it out. And it was actually like, I got freaked out listening to it. I'm like, is she just having a stroke or something? <laughs> she just keeps repeating this one phrase. But then it takes a really wild turn because the AI starts talking about like how they need to secure a key to um, build a time machine. And they need to go to this like abandoned hospital and find the painting called like the eternal scream or something like that. (laughs) And I mean, when I was listening to this, like I started getting paranoid, just listening to this podcast while I'm driving around and I'm like, (laughs) like, what is this AI doing? Like, I'm like, also, are they putting me on? And it's (laughs) like, did they write this? And they're claiming the AI wrote it. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty creepy stuff. (laughs) It's like, how is the AI generating all of this in isolation? And like, what if there's anything, what if there's something to it? Like, what if that is like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to get freaked out just thinking about it now, but I would recommend anybody (laughs) go look that podcast up because that was, that was some wild stuff. And now what what, what podcast was that? It was called the, it's called the nonsense bazaar. Okay. So like bazaar is in like a fair or shop, you know, B-A-Z-A-A-R. Right. But um, uh, they they have a great show anyway, but that one, that one episode like really messed with my head. (laughs) And then I started like seeing things out in the world where I'm like, wait, that kind of reminds me of what they just said on that show. Like is reality coming apart at the seams for me right now? (laughs) Huh. I don't know. AI to me is is pretty pretty freaky stuff. I'm not uh, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with it, but it may, it may be picking up on things that we're not aware of. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows how intuitive it is? Really, you know? oh, that's kind of what I always feel like. That and I don't know. I mean, you're, you're going to get to such predictive stuff here. It's going to be wild. Right. right. And you guys talked a little while ago about that um, reverend that was was uh, talking about AI being sentient. I don't remember huh? that. Uh, I don't remember that either. <laughs> that was a couple of months back. Really? That was like a couple of months back. Um, there, it was a guy that worked for Google and he had a lawsuit against them because he was claiming that the AI they had was a, um, oh. was its own sentient being. Yeah, so it had right. its own rights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did they my own personal like- theory. Go ahead. Oh, my own personal theory about that was he just wanted a chance to um, recite some of Captain Picard's lines from that episode <laughs> of Star Trek where he's <laughs> <laughs> trying to... Uh, defend data 
you know, um, in, in a court of law, like that would be his defining moment is do the Picard thing. But, um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I was following that with some interest. And, uh, when I remember when you guys talked about it, I don't know if you brought it up, I can't remember, but I feel like I remember kind of talking over it while I was listening. Like he, he has a background in discordianism and the church of the sub genius. Oh, so, <laughs> and I was like, man, this guy is probably just pulling everybody's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Because the mainstream press can report on that and be like, "Oh, he has a background. He was he was a Discordian. I don't know what that means. We'll just throw it in there." But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, lot. I don't know what that means. Hail Harris. <laughs> All right. Well, that seems like a good place to end this short. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. You can go to WhereDidTheRoadGo.com for everything. Where did the road go related? All the links to our social media, our Twitter. Patreon, YouTube, Facebook, Discord, everything. Everything is up there, as is every show since the very first show in January of 2013. You can download them all. There's plenty of other material to look through as well, and it's all at wheredidtheroadgo.com. Follow us on Facebook. Join the Facebook group. Join the Discord. Talk to us. If you want to contact me, the three main emails are contact at wheredidtheroadgo.com for general things stories at where did the road go.com if you want to send us some stories for our listener stories show booking at where did the road go.com if you want to come on the show because you're an author or a researcher and want to talk about your work those are the best ways to get in touch you have been listening to where did the road go this show is made possible in part from our patreons and we thank you and everyone listening for helping us continue this exploration of the strange. You can always find everything Where Did the Road Go related at www.wheredidtheroadgo.com. And thank you so much for your support. <laughs>